0: Good morning to our friend, Mr. Joe Flannery, cooking with Joe. Joe, how are you?
1: I'm good, Karen. How are you?
0: Well, we are ecstatic. We uh, blew the pledge drive goal, 30,000 out of the water with over 50,000. So just wanted to update you there. Thank you to our listeners.
1: Yeah, I'm just so absolutely ecstatic myself. To hear that that's, it's, that's the exact yeah. word for it ecstatic
0: it's amazing. amazing
1: i've never i've never heard of that happening no it was uh, a record so. so
0: we're really just blown away by the generosity of our listeners so thank you listeners that's,
1: and that's mind-blowing
0: yeah anyway so Joe, what are you gonna
1: do with the extra extra money karen
0: uh we're putting in a one thing uh Duane wants to do is put in a radio display system and what that uh, radio display system is so you know in your car and you can you're like, I wonder what that song is. I wonder who sings that. It displays it right on your your um, digital screen there. So. Oh, really? Yeah. And and then you could also do that. Uh, it does it on your computer too. So if anybody's like, what show is on? It would say, you know, Cooking with Joe, and what song is that? And the name. That, so that's one thing. And then of course we need a, a air conditioner for our our radio tower building because uh, just to keep the other equipment running up and running because it gets really hot. So you know they're kind of practical things and one is more for a listener enhancement but just something we couldn't have done otherwise without this so thank you very much
1: yeah that's pretty sweet no kidding thanks thanks to everybody out there yeah. um well you know uh, uh punch drives rule. Um, so karen it's, it's it's a beautiful day outside isn't it it uh, is and i was out I'm yesterday
0: looking. it was beautiful i went out in my gardens and my flowers are blooming like crazy joe and they are just mm-hmm. amazing
1: Flowers, flowers, aren't flowers great? Aren't flowers beautiful? Aren't they just, aren't they just wonderful? I mean, Karen, I know you're an avid gardener. I'm not really an avid gardener. I love gardens and I love working, you know, with them and trying to do my thing, but I I live in the Twin Cities and I don't have the benefit of having a garden because I live in an apartment. But when I come down here to Mankato, I'm just overwhelmed by the beauty of, you know, uh, just just a a lavishness and, uh, and a quantity of green things that I don't see as much in, you know, in, in uh, the Minneapolis, in, in my part of, in my neck of the woods. You know, we have, we have small bushes of flowers here and there, but nothing really, you know, overwhelming. Um, do you know And, what's... and it, it makes me, it makes me, uh, it makes me want to cook with flowers, <laughs> yeah. which is something that I like to do.
0: You know what's funny now is that the um, extension now, uh, someone was was calling looking for a place that had lots of tulips and pretty spring flowers, so they sent them to my house (laughs) now,
1: (laughs) which I love. So what have you become... You become the local. You become the local
0: flower garden. Parent. I don't know. I guess I become a local hotspot. Yet, as they say, well, maybe not exactly. But you know, it's it's just nice to know that people appreciate that. And you mentioned the eating the flowers. I've got a bunch of them that you can eat, and I um, don't really cook with them. I use them more for decoration. But I know there are many you can use for cooking and and eating. So, I guess you use that in your professional business. Your professional work as a chef. Yeah.
1: So, from my perspective. A guest loves nothing more than seeing a flower on a plate unless you have some sort of vendetta against flowers. But uh, even for me personally, I mean, I just get giddy with excitement when I see one on a plate. I don't know what it is about flowers. It's probably just that it's not something that, you know, it, 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 is, a, it is an almost entirely decorative thing. You know, flowers have this incredible weight in our culture as a purely decorative object. Um, but when you see it on a plate, you're like, "Oh my goodness!" You know that's, that's just absolutely gorgeous. You know, mm-hmm. us professional cooks, we spend so much of our lives trying to make the food look beautiful on sure. a plate. Because the unfortunate reality is, sometimes a really, really delicious food looks really, really ugly. Like, like bolognese sauce just looks like a brownish red mound of crap. But if you if you shave a bunch of Parmigiano Reggiano over the top and sprinkle some chive flowers on it, all of a sudden, oh, oh. oh wow! <laughs> look at that, concealing a, a massive noodle. And- and red sauce underneath uh, a beautiful little white mound with purple flowers on top. So, I mean, flowers can really be transformative just as a garnish. The only problem is some of them kind of don't taste particularly great.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and that's, that's the, that's the thing to remember, you know, just because you can eat it doesn't mean you should. There's some flowers out there that just really don't taste all that great. I well, think my, my the, 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 prime example of that is a dandelion. Yeah. I love dandelions. I think they're beautiful. I, I know people, you know, Speak of them as weeds but i i i can't think of anything more absolutely gorgeous than seeing a lawn full of golden dandelions just shining in the sun well every you know time I, I hear somebody say you can eat those And I go down and I eat one. I spit it out (laughs) right away because it tastes bitter. It's it's, it's a horrible, horrible flavor. But the greens.
0: The greens of dandelions are amazing. I have a a friend who actually grows specifically dandelions for the greens and makes amazing salads. And I don't know if you use them in any of your salads that you make, but, I mean, they're like a, a Big deal for salads, and a lot of people, you know, don't think of them that because I think of them as weed, and I guess I'd be careful where I got them in case somebody had sprayed them. But I mean, they're really the greens are really good in them.
1: I I I I I try the greens quite a lot. I do, I do. I, I uh, you know, they're 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 edible. I'll say that. I'll say they're edible. Oh. That sounds that's a taxable thing to say. If you don't like something, just say make a blanket statement about it. Okay, <laughs> I, I'm not crazy about. It, okay, it some people just, are. You know, at that, at that point, I just as soon have. You know, some, some 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 from the store. I just think they're a little sure. a little too bitter for my palate. I, okay, I, I like bitter, but um, but but maybe I'm eating them not at the right stage. Maybe this is something I should look Tender into more. But greens, I, I've tried yes. I, I've, I've tried dandelions. It's not my cup of tea. So you know, you got to make sure that it tastes good, it smells good, if you're going to eat the flower, and also make sure that it is indeed edible. There's a lot of flowers that are edible.
0: Well, some are poisonous though concept. too.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. Definitely, don't be eating poisonous ones. Right. When it comes to eating anything, you don't know one hundred percent the uh, you know the the, the the health of a certain you know thing in, in relation to you. Uh, you know, don't don't consume it. You know, don't don't just look at a flower on the side of the road and go, oh, that was beautiful. I'm gonna stick it in my mouth. You know, that's that's never healthy. There are a lot of flowers um, that that do not agree with human beings, and actually, any flower, even even the ones that are you know said to be edible. Uh, if, you, if you ate like a giant bowl of that, it would definitely make you feel not so great. So <laughs> flowers should be used sparingly. Flowers should be carefully investigated before consumption. Um, here is a list of edible flowers that I personally like a lot. Um, these are very common, and I'm sure that you you know you have seen them or are familiar with them if you know anything about flowers. Uh, the flowers are at least some that I like. anise, hyssop. Apple blossoms, basil flowers, cilantro flowers, chai flowers, all the flowers of culinary herbs, um, you know, have a lot of the characteristics of that culinary herb. Once you let it go to flower, um, you can get some really incredible intensity of flavor from the flowers of things like, you know, cilantro or basil um, with the added, you know, gorgiosity of them being flowers. Um, bee balm, another one of my absolute favorites. It grows wild around here in Minnesota, and it has this kind of like lemon-thyme aroma to it, and I'm just absolutely intoxicated by it. You can smell it from a mile away. Chamomile dill flowers, if anybody out there pickles pickles, uh, if they make cucumber dill pickles, you will know that the the, the best stage of the dill plant to put in your pickling brine is the flower. It's this sort of starburst-looking head. It's really, really gorgeous, and it tastes incredible on its own. Fennel also flowers really beautifully. Fennel, those, you know, those uh, anise root vegetables. Uh, Oregano will flower gorgeously. Very possibly one of my favorite aromas of all time is lavender. I just, Mm. I can't get enough of lavender. I think it's just the most magical thing in the world. Um, I often often try to cook with lavender um, in a lot of different, you know, ways. I, I like to. Purchase extract at the store I like to purchase the dried flowers um, And not only in my You know, not only in my culinary life Do I consume lavender, it's also The predominant aroma of all my, my Home care goods like oh. air fresheners And you know, bathroom cleaners And bar soap and hand soap, you know I Just lavender everything, it's, it's one of my favorite things of all time uh, Lilac lilac. I'm sure people uh, Have lilac bushes in their neighborhood And they're so coming common.
0: out right now So yeah, yes. timing is yes. good
1: uh, it, it, they they look incre- they look incredible they smell incredible um, I, I've done a lot of culinary stuff with lilacs because I have good access to them. Um, Karen, I think you mentioned nasturtiums earlier. Well, nasturtiums I do,
0: a, a couple of them that I have right now are the violas, and they're kind of a floral, sweet, and fresh flavor, and they're really cute. they also known as Johnny Jump Ups. Another one is pansies. Pansies kind of have a slightly salty with a hint of pepper flavor, and they are so pretty. But nasturtiums, something I always grow, they're sort of sweet with a pepper finish, as they, they describe them, and they are just Beautiful. Another one that will be coming soon is the calendula, otherwise known as a pot marigold. They're kind of tangy with a citrus flavor. And one I grow is borage. And uh, the reason I started growing it was because for the bees, but uh, it's got a fresh cucumber flavor, those little purplish flowers that they have. So those are some. And another one that I know of is the cornflowers, aka bachelor button. And they have a sweet to spicy taste, a bit like cloves. And uh, you can even use rose, which I'm I guess I don't really care for them. I love the smell, but they have a strong perfumed taste, if you can imagine that. And another one I'm growing is the dahlia, which has a a mid to slightly bitter flavor, but can uh, vary depending on the soil they're grown in. So, you know, a lot of these can be put on salads as decor on your plate. And so these are are the ones that I'm growing.
1: Yeah, uh, I think, you know, a lot of the ones that you listed have these large, beautiful sort of petals. um, Yeah. Uh, and 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 I can't think of a better I can't think of a better place than in a salad. I, I could not agree more. Um, but but you know some of the smaller more intense ones. You know you want to consider you want to consider making extracts or something with those. Um, and you mentioned rose. Yep. I personally love rose. I know a lot of people think that it's a little bit too much. You said perfumey aroma, and that's a great way to describe it. Mm-hmm. Rose does really kind of smell like your grandmother's uh, potpourri. You know, it's <laughs> it's a very intense kind of. Um, uh, almost, almost um, medicinal kind of aroma, and it puts some people off. You know, I, I it, rose is, is very, very common in um, in, in some uh, Middle Eastern cuisine. I'm not particularly uh, as familiar as I'd like to be with mm-hmm. like um, you know Lebanese food, but I, I know it's a flavor that is predominant in that culinary um, culture. But we don't use it a ton in you know, in, in in especially American cuisine. But I, I would love for that to change. I would love to see a little bit more rose. I think very possibly one of my favorite flavors of ice cream is rose ice cream. It's, really? It's,
0: it's, I've it's never really, heard of that. Oh my
1: God. It's incredible. It's well, incredible. Any any ice cream any ice cream with a a, a flavor is just Killer to me. I mean, I just love it so much.
0: You can do with the roses; just use them as a floating. You know, put them on floating in drinks or something. You know, kind of as a garnish, and they're just really pretty.
1: Yeah, it, yeah. Just like the one, just the one petal would be super gorgeous in like a cocktail or something. You See, could even get yourself some. You could even you know buy some rose water on the internet and make yourself some kind of. I don't know. I, I think maybe some some prosecco or something with a little bit of rose water, in it and then just float a rose petal on top. I mean, that sounds really gorgeous to me. Well, Jill.
0: Something that's really, really effusive, so many right now all over the yard, are the wild violets. They're very pretty. Some of them are purple. Some of them are yellow. Some of them are speckled. But you can eat the leaves and the blossom of those wild violets, which are crazy. Unless you're a person that puts lots of spray on your yard, you won't have them. But I've got a lot of them. And they're really high in vitamin C. You can eat the flowers. They're a great um, you can put them on like salads or you can even make violet jelly or violet syrup. So I want to say this is like one that's mm-hmm. like a free one in the woods, in the yard, wherever is the wild violets.
1: Violet is so awesome. Yes, violet syrup you mentioned. I, I absolutely. The violet syrup is to die for or violet honey, just, you know, steeping, steeping the whole head of the flower in a simple syrup or in a little bit of honey, just warming it very gently on the stove. Uh, stored in your fridge, I mean, oh my God, it's really, I mean, you know, a a simple syrup infused with with flour is just really transformative uh, for so many dishes. Just, you know, a simple dish of like whipped cream over some berries, you know, a little drizzle of some some honey that you've steeped violets in. uh, It really, it really takes it to the next level. And those flavors work so well at this time of the year. We want fresh flavors. We want flavors that smell like nature because we're so, you know, absorbed with how beautiful it is outside. You want to you want to try to capture that, and I think I think the you know the the addition of flowers, whether that be in the form of garnish or in the form of a, a you know an infused um, an infused syrup, it just it really it really puts your your, your flavor where you want it to be um, at this time of the year. Um, let's see. I, I do. I think you know, Karen, you, you touched on something that I, I think is worth mentioning to the listeners, which is you have to be cautious about you know um, the usage of flowers because I think a lot of flowers may not be given the treatment um, that, that, you know, produce is, mm-hmm. um, you know, Karen, I know that you, you don't use, um, you don't use herbicides or pesticides. Is that correct? Do you farm, do you do you garden organic?
0: I try to do as much as I can. Yes. So, because I just don't like the idea of putting chemicals on if not needed.
1: It's I, I could not agree more. It's it certainly, you know, it certainly can be harmful to us humans. And this is, this is, you know, this is my culinary disclaimer here. You have to be careful when sourcing flowers, not from your own garden. If you are somebody who, you know, has a garden of flowers and, you know, some of the flowers we talked about today, you realize you can eat, um, and you do not use herbicides or pesticides, I really encourage you to eat those flowers. Um, even if you do use herbicides or pesticides, you know, um, you know wash, rinse, you know, do, do as much as you can to make sure that you're not going to be contaminating your own food, you know. But if you're buying at the store... I'd say just be careful. Um, maybe just err on the side of not doing it at all. You know, if you go to your if you go to your local supermarket and you see some, uh, you see some I, I don't know, some 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 lavender blossoms that you think are really really gorgeous. You know, just understand that they are very possibly coming from a, uh, a facility where herbicides or pesticides yeah. might be used. You know, just sometimes they have they will be certified organic. Actually, a lot of the flowers that I buy um, on a weekly basis for my home have a certified organic tag it's not something i'm looking for because i buy them purely for decorative um, reasons but you know it's i guess it's nice to know that i'm not bringing chemicals into my house so just consider that when eating flowers consider that when eating anything you know um, consuming chemicals isn't isn't an ideal situation um, so i you know it's great to have fresh flowers in your in your you know in your in your food uh, but 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 it doesn't have to be the only way that you can get flower flavor, you know, in, in your, in your cuisine, you know, sometimes, sometimes you just need to go the extra mile. Sometimes you need a little bit of, you need a little bit of help and, and extracts are always, always welcome. I mean, look, I, I love a vanilla bean, uh, you know, split down the middle, scrape out the seeds, put it into a custard or something. I love that as much as the next person, but really it, it costs, it costs a lot, you know, it's, it's, it's very expensive and it's, it, 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 takes up a lot of, um, it takes up a lot of my wallet space to buy as much vanilla as <laughs> oh, I would yeah. like to cook with in the form of a bean, which is why everybody uses vanilla extract. Vanilla extract tastes incredible. It's fairly inexpensive, and you can put as much vanilla flavor as you want into all of your cooking without having to spend, you know, hundreds of dollars on Madagascar vanilla beans. Um, you know, I, I love to spring for the vanilla bean, but it's, it's very easy to just put a few drops of extract in things. Um, and... Flower extracts are very, very common, very easy to get a hold of. If you cannot find them at your local supermarket, uh, you can very possibly find them if there's a co-op near you. Of course, the St. Peter Co-op is the closest one to us here in the Mankato area. Or if you're in St. Peter, it's right there, huzzah! Um, it's very possible that you can find flower extracts uh, at a, you know a co-op. Um, you can even find flower extracts at an aromatherapy store, um, and and very often. Some of them are certified for culinary use. Be sure to check that they are um, that they are processed to be, you know, safe for um, culinary use. But if they are intended for application to human skin or the body, you know, if they're if they're you know made with that purpose in mind, they are almost always safe to consume. Um, although, you know, it's not not like you want to just drink a bunch of it. Not like you could. Um, Barring that, the internet, of course, you can you can easily purchase extracts on the internet. So you know some of my favorite extracts to purchase are, of course, lavender. Lavender is you know as I said before, very possibly my favorite aroma, and it is strong stuff. I mean, really, really strong. A one drop of essential oil can perfume an entire batch of uh, frosting or, you know, a cake batter or even a batch of ice cream. And that's exactly how I would use it. If you have a pastry recipe that you like, um, you know, this is a great place for using, you know, the essential oils from flowers. They, they just go so well with sweet applications. Um, you can certainly use flowers in savory, you know, uh, food. Herb de Provence, which is a herb blend from the south of France, um, it includes lavender flowers in it, and that's a classic you know seasoning for lamb but for m- for me personally I- i'm putting my i'm putting my flour extract into um, into food What I like to do is I like to just get this is, a gr- this is an easy example people make ice cream at home it's easy right I mean it's just like you know you, you make like a, you make like a basic custard you know eggs milk sugar you you know put some you put some ice in a bag with some salt and you put another bag with the ice cream in the in the bag with the salt and the ice and you shake it around a bunch and boom you got ice cream or you make ice cream in an ice cream maker if you're lucky enough to have you know one of those yourself or you get yourself a bunch of dry ice and you dump some dry ice in a bowl of the stand mixer and you whisk it with your ice cream base you know there's a lot of ways to make ice cream at home i think people people you know are aware of that now barring that you just buy a pint of vanilla ice cream at the store and then you put your own flavorings in it that's also you know viable um, and this is the perfect place for some flour extract. So if you have a ice cream recipe, just like a base, um, leave the vanilla out. You don't necessarily want to. Like every single ice cream recipe I know of you know, comes with like some degree of vanilla. If you're going to use a flour extract to season ice cream, leave the vanilla out. Not necessary. Just put like one, maybe two drops of an essential oil extract from a flour, rose, lavender, whatever, into your ice cream base and you know churn it however you would like and it, it really it really is a super super perfect dessert flavor I, I just cream plus the aroma of a flower is beautiful beautiful stuff if it's not for you and i understand that it's you know it's not for you know not for everybody to have the intensity Of flowers in their, you know, food, and and an extract really will be intense. um, Then I would think about doing a a, a savory application. You know, consider consider messing around with some of the savory culinary um, flowers. The ones that I talked about earlier, like basil flowers, or chive flowers, or cilantro flowers. You know, letting all of your culinary herbs go to flower is something that I don't see enough. Usually we are, you know, you're you're, you're told when, when, when working with culinary herbs, you're told to pinch off flowering buds because it can sort of stunt the growth of the rest of the plant. And while that's true, you, you know, you don't want to throw these flowers away when you're, when you're, you know, you're pruning your plant. Well, you want to keep them.
0: The other reason you you uh, try and get rid of the flowers off of all your herbs is because when they go to seed, they go everywhere and you'll have them every everywhere. I mean, so it's, it's like a, a weed control thing too, just FYI.
1: There you go. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it, it, it's good practice. It, it's good practice to remove the flowers. But my advice would be like, don't take them, Right when you see them starting to do the flower thing, like let the flower happen a little bit, and then, block and then use for your own, you know, culinary application. Um, you know, storage of, of flowers. You know, I, I know, I know, people might not be like, oh, I'm just gonna go pick a bunch of flowers and put just like one on this dish. Like you may want to save up for a little while. So if you are dealing with culinary flowers, you can just store them under a towel in an uncovered container in your refrigerator. They'll last for you know at least a week, um, especially if you leave a little of this, a, a bit of the stem on, or if you have enough stem, you can trim them, put them in water, and just sort of accumulate them in your fridge over a period of time, and they'll stay alive like any flower. Or you can just pick them, put them in water, and put them on your table. Culinary flowers are still as beautiful as regular flowers in my mind, and just keeping them on your table as a decoration until you're ready to cook with them, I, I can't think of anything more beautiful, you know. Um, fill your fill your home with with beautiful food, um, Karen. I know we're getting close to our time mm-hmm. here, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna um, I'm just gonna wrap this up by by saying that I hope that people cook with flowers. They're not just for looking; they're also for eating. And um, again, I, I think it's it's one of the most seasonally appropriate things to do right now, here in the spring and through the mid you know early to mid summer. Um, food is not only a flavor-based experience. It's a mental thing, too. You know, we we think about the food that we eat. Food with stories is always more interesting and palatable than food without a story. You know, that's why we we obsess over celebrity chefs and we like to see food television. You know, when food has a story that goes along with it or has some sort of... Sense that it makes you know we we like that it's fun. Food isn't just something that you put in your mouth and chew and let slide down your throat. You know you you think about it too. Um, you know, so so you know eating eating something that is like a pure expression of like growth and spring and and verdancy and just how beautiful the world is right now. Like eating flowers or tasting flowers in your food, I, I think I think it's something I want more people to do. And it's really it's so easy. It's so easy. It's not like. You know, it's not like a five-day preparation. Where, you know, it's like you pick a flower and you put it on your food and it's there and it looks beautiful and tastes fresh. So go out in your own garden. If we named any flowers that you, you know, happen to have that you can eat, go pick them, taste them, figure out how you want to use them in your cooking, but just get them in there somehow or, barring that, go buy some flower extracts. Use that in your cooking. I, I, I know you're going to like it if you like food. It is just a transcendent experience. So do it, people. Um, Enjoy the spring. Enjoy the the beautiful lushness that we're we're having right now. It's it's a beautiful day out. You know, get outside, cook some good food. Um, Yeah, that's all from me.
0: I was going to say, and if you have, like, your meal looks kind of bland. You know, some people make a lot of stuff that's maybe kind of brownish or just boring colors. They will brighten up the whole plate and make it look more appetizing. I mean, if anything, that's worth it. <laughs> you know, I've seen some pretty it bland.
1: It does good. At least it can look good.
0: It reminds me of biscuits and gravy. It's like one of the most ugliest meals I've ever seen. It's kind of that white and brown and ugh. Add mm. a flour. <laughs> you
1: got... oh, wow. That's a hard one. Uh, yeah, I guess a chive flower. chive flower. wouldn't suck on some biscuits and gravy. I like how ugly biscuits and gravy is, though. It's so pedestrian. But it's so ugly. Um, but it is so ugly. <laughs> yeah. Goodness. Just gray. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, thank you, Karen. Uh, everybody out there, enjoy your week. Have a beautiful week. Eat flowers,
0: please. Thanks, Joe. absolutely enjoyed this. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. It's 10.02. You're listening to a Minnesota Morning on the Maverick at KMSU Radio 89.7 FM in Mankato and KMSK 91.3 FM in Austin online at KMSU.org. Broadcasting from the